Josh, is it is it recording? Well, you could have you could have said it was recording. Hiya, it's Sally here. <laughs> just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate Say Your Mind podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. Oh, I can't say that. But why? Why? Why is it rate? Anyway, <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are gonna sip it, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind I think it's time we got this straight Let's call a spade a fucking spade. There is no way you could mistake. Boris for a leader, are you insane? See, I know that you may be voted to be xenophobic, but you got played, can't you see? That your bills are now rising. You need to give it up. He called your fucking bluff. It's not hard to see. Boris is lying. I'm sorry that you, you voted like a fool. You got played, you see. Boris is lying. Must you do the things you do? You won't even season fucking food. Sorry, that was not even... (laughs) That was not even meant to be part of it, but... You know when the inspiration just catches you? Yeah. Well, anywhere, anywhere, welcome back. Welcome back, our lads and our lasses, to another week of, what is it? I was going to say another week of Share Your Magnificence, but it's not, is it? Another week of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. And it's me, Kalechi. Just a baby girl in a baby world. That's my finest piece of writing and singing, I would say. Um... But big up yourselves, big up yourselves for coming back for another week. And if, if, if this is your first time listening, uh, Wagwan my Ute, uh, yeah, thanks for joining me. Um, woo, lots to get through, but the first thing we need to do is just take a moment, take a moment to take in the fact that the live show is sold out. Woo. Jesus of Peckham and East Dulwich. Wow. The live show at the Bloomsbury Theatre on Saturday, April 2nd, 2022 is blood clot sold out. You know, you know, to the point where the website for the Bloomsbury um, Bloomsbury Theatre, it was crashing. It was crashing because the growls, you know, the material growls. In this case, you know, genderless, non-gender specific, but you know, the baby girls, the baby boys, the baby non-binaries went ham on the site to the point where it was crashing and it started glitching and saying, oh, sold out, sold out within a few minutes. But the thing is, because it kept crashing, 
um, it took a little bit longer, I think a couple of hours to actually sell out because um, the site would go down and it would have to kind of like wait um, and then know how many tickets were left. And I guess like, unfortunately, there were some people that were getting to the checkout um, and didn't have money on their card. And so then the tickets got, re, you know, re-released back again. And but, you know, anyway, by like the tickets were released at 10. Yeah. So I could say like by 1230, 1231, everything 1231 p.m. Yeah, everything was done. And I can't thank you enough. Like I was so emotional that I couldn't even react. Like that is so weird for me where I'm just like so stunned, like so overwhelmed that I could not process the fact that my G's, my G's really showed up and showed the fuck out. Like, let's really take a moment to deep it. I'm one person. I mean, I might have numerous personalities um, about which I will speak to a therapist about, but you know, I am one person and like, you're all coming to see me and I can't, I kind of believe it. I kind of believe it. Um, like you don't even know what I'm going to do. Like I could just stand there and do fucking nothing, but you know, it's such a humbling thing. It's so humbling. It's so, yeah, I think that sometimes spirit will go in different ways to, to remind you of how loved you are and how much support you actually do have. Like me one, I don't, I'm not in a group I'm not like it's just weird to me basically um I took a big shot by being like okay you know what let's do the Bloomsbury but then knowing that people were now like oh no you need to do a second date or you know something needs to happen that shows that it could have probably been an even in like an even bigger venue but I'm really happy with that venue I think that it's a real like step forward I wouldn't even say step up per se I mean to others it might seem like you know splitting hairs but to me it's just a step forward um in terms of doing these live shows because I've had what three live shows three live shows the first one was at Boondocks and that was cute that was intimate that was like what maybe about a hundred and something people then moved to um then moved to uh uh, CLF Art Cafe in Peckham because I really wanted it in Peckham and I think that that was about going like 250 yeah 250 uh, seats and then now we're at the Bloomsbury that's over 500 seats um yeah that's mad very very mad um but I'm so thankful I'm so so thankful that I get to see like all of you who managed to get tickets and sorry to the people I know that you know you lot have work and that and you know some people were like oh I was in a meeting and by the time I went to go and check everything was sold out so sorry about that and um yeah you know I have I have taken it taken it on board that some of you were like can you come to Manchester or is that can you come to Manchester that's really bad but you know you say can you come to Manchester can you come to Birmingham all of that's noted I don't know when but um, I will think about it carefully um, and see what can happen, what can be made to happen then. And don't, of course, I remember my my New York gang, my people them in New York. And um, yeah, so I will I will be looking at show uh, a small show in New York as well. So hopefully everything's covered there. Um, 
and yeah we'll just we'll just see how we go you know but i'm truly truly um, i'm humbled and i'm so so thankful um to you all for the support like it's absolutely mad it's so so mad um and it's just like onwards and upwards really um yeah because oh the things i want to say you know the things i want to say and i feel like at the live show i will be naming names because that stupid dusty pussy bitch that um that and that journalist the black one at that that wrote to me about oh well it's not like you're a household name well look at me now ho you're in your snotty your snotty nose look at me now bitch seems like 500 households know who i am prick oh i just love that like god continues to embarrass my enemies and that's what I pray over the, you, you know, all of your lives that I like, the people's lives that I like. I pray over your lives that God continues to embarrass your enemies. I haven't watched the Tinder swindler yet, but I, we're not talking about those kind of enemies. My my enemies are after me. So you're asking people for money. But um, yeah, I just pray that the, your naysayers continue to be embarrassed because some of you lot's friends really sat, really sat there on Beyonce's internet and said, oh well the reason that you didn't do the black to front thing was because you're unlikable and you've got bad vibes well guess what you cunts seems like over 500 people want to see those vibes in real life so i'll take that you know i'll take that me one who's apparently unlikable and bad vibes i'll take that because it's just a reminder that i am and will always be the baby girl yes write it down mark it on a rascal art wall come like queen radio dragging people but no people need to be dragged because i'm so tired of these you know stupid dusty bitches everywhere you know regardless of gender just dusty bitches everywhere like they'll work for i don't know podcasting organizations or you like streaming services or they'll work for publishers or they'll be independent like PR people whoever right I'll be saying to these people like these are my aspirations and they'll be talking to me in a condescending tone because they have not bothered to really fully like immerse themselves in my work or even engage with my work and past the very very superficial level and because I'm not speaking about certain salacious things I guess that they would feel like oh that's more marketable and we we already um you know we you know we we support that we represent that in terms of clients because there's a stupid agent that I want to cuss out as well but it's rather close to home right now so I'll I'll wait until the live show maybe but this stupid bitch so many people and you know what i do i just block them i just block all of them because you really didn't think that i could make it happen and need you all to mark it down mark it down because when has your client ever when has your client single-handedly done that tell me now tell me quickly when is your client single-handedly i'm not talking about groups i'm not talking about nothing i said single-handedly when has your client been able to do that but because of the content that I bring, the content that makes you uncomfortable, because a lot of you are represented by white people and a lot of people that want to buy into these things are white people or just non-black people of color. I don't know. But you really believe that, oh, no, nobody really wants to hear that. Yet here you go. Sold out so, so quickly. So, so quickly. So put some respect 
on my name, lest I put my fist to your throat. Nobody can chat to me now because yesterday's price is no longer today's price. Remember that. Remember that. That what, think of the formidable personality one must have to stand solo and still do these things. Hmm. So many people to cuss out. And I won't even cuss them out. I just feel like I'll write their names and I'll just say their names. Say their names, say their names, because they didn't believe in you. That was, oh, the syllables were off. Say their names, say their names, because they fucking tried you, said you wouldn't break through. Now they want to play. Say their names, say their names, because you're not coming around me or you're getting clotted. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. I just had to get that off my chest that I'm just so happy. I wasn't there sparing it, but God gave it to me. Um, and it's not an easy feat. You know, it's not easy for any of us out here who are doing the things that we do at all. I just think that sometimes I love when the stupid chatter that you can see some people indulging in is proven untrue by real life incidents and real life events. So the next time you want to open your mouth about a bad man, a five star fucking general like me, read the numbers, check the numbers, ho. Okay. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, I haven't watched the final episode of And Just Like That. Um, oh, and on the subject of the live show, patrons, there will be different, slightly different instructions for you for the live show. And I'll keep you up to date about that. It will require you to arrive slightly earlier, but um, I'm really, really looking forward to it. And I just yeah, can't wait to see you all. But let's jump straight into the tarot so we don't like lose any time so the tarot this week the message I put to spirit was about acceptance you know what do you want us to learn what do you want us to hold on to about acceptance and the message the the cards that we got is the justice card in reverse the queen of swords the king of pentacles in reverse and the eight of cups um Sometimes walking away from something doesn't mean that you failed at it. You know, you have every right to say, you know what? I don't, I don't think this is for me. What I wanted to get out of this, all that I've put into this, I honor, but I no longer think that this is for me. And oftentimes people aren't leaving situations, whether those um, situations are relationships or friendships or, you know, um, you know, romantic relationships rather or friendships or um, working, uh, working environments. People don't leave because they're scared of somebody else looking at them and saying that, oh, you failed. But the thing is, people are going to chat bad anyway. People love to talk, especially when they haven't brushed their teeth. People love to talk. Was it Bob Hoskins that told us it's good to talk? R.I.P. Anyway, it's, I hope he's, I said R.I.P. But I th- he's dead, isn't it? I hope that I haven't just said R.I.P. and the man's alive. But I think he's dead. Anyway, um, you're scared of what people are going to say, but people are going to talk regardless. People are going to talk regardless. And then after they've talked about you, they'll go and talk about somebody else when what they really need to be doing is washing their bum. 
and they haven't done washing their bum, washing their legs, washing their chicken, washing their hands, washing their mouth. They have not done, but let somebody's business, even a morsel of it come across their, their table. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to make the most of it. So you can't worry about other people perceiving you as having failed. And sometimes it's not necessarily just the other people as well. It's the internalized um, naysayers within us that we also have to sit down with and explain to because the instant the word that instinctively came to me was combat you know the internal naysayers but actually we don't want to be at war with the aspects of ourselves that you know whether they're our shadow selves or whatever we don't want to be at war within do you get me like it's possible basically every enemy quote-unquote enemy that resides within us we know well and at one point used to be our friend who spirit not you coming with a word fucking hell fucking hell let's rewind selector those aspects of ourselves that we perceive to be our enemies within us were at one time our friends i say that because every aspect of our personhood as at one time in our life served us in a way that allowed us to survive so to now turn to that aspect of ourselves and be like well you ain't shit and da 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 and i'm not listening to you and you can fuck right off it's a bit bad mind when you consider it because at some point you relied on that aspect of yourself to get you through some really really difficult times so rather than coming at that aspect of yourself mad and being like oh i'm not going to acknowledge you you raggedy bitch you can be like you know what I thank you because there was a point where I really really needed you where we've come to though in the you know in this cycle of growth is that you can rest you got me through some real shitty times but you can rest you know I've got it from here that is how I think that we do shadow work we don't have to be fearful of the shadows because actually what is a shadow not me coming like the guy from wonder vision but anyway what is a shadow really there's an object right between the light and the thing that the shadow is being projected upon or that the shadow is being cast upon and usually it is us right in the middle our human self in the middle and then the thing is being projected and that is what appears as this kind of thing for us to be scared of but what is the light the light is divinity the light is the eternal source of which we are all created from so that being said there's nothing to fear there's literally nothing to fear because whatever is being cast onto this object you know whatever's being cast forward that we see as a shadow it's only being cast because of whatever human experience that we are having that's been exaggerated in front of us. And basically, the, it's the divine light that's trying to, you know, shine upon us is being refracted. And that's why we've got that thing. That's why we've got, you know, the dispersal of light or the blockage of light. And we're seeing these shadows and we're seeing these things. And we're like, oh, no, that scares me. But remember that it's still you. It's still aspects of you casting that shadow. So you have you can not you know it's basically like you don't have to be scared of it because you know where the shadow is being created from it's like when you're doing those finger you know uh shadow things those um you know dinosaurs or monsters that you're using your fingers to create these monsters on the wall you are creating them so you can very much be like oh, okay i'm not going to do that with my fingers anymore pause anyway 
Um, so there's a real message there. For some people, it is very, it's monetary in nature. Like, you know, wherever you are, and if some people it is legal, you know, some kind of legal thing didn't go your way, but you've got to keep a clear head and keep going forward. Even if it looks like your money's not right at the moment, it will figure itself out. You just have to keep going in search of what fulfills you. Like you were right to seek justice. You were right to seek um, some kind of balance. And sometimes you seek balance in places that you're not really going to find it. So you've just got to keep moving. For others, um, whether it's a divorce, you've got to keep your head clear. Um, and it maybe the person wasn't very financially savvy or they were just really really irresponsible with money but you can't come and take paracetamol for somebody else's headache you've got to keep it moving you've literally got to keep it moving you know so there are different aspects here and and just choosing better choosing better for yourself maybe you're the person that's not very um you know working very um healthily with money you've got to you've got to make sure that you're just doing that bit better especially because you're going to want to go um and expand your horizons in certain ways later you need to make sure that you've got things ready to go you know we're seeing justice card and we're seeing libra um you know queen of swords so it's giving me that sort of like libra energy as well so it's something that probably happened um last fall and then now that we're coming into a new season um and things will start to get warmer gradually um you're having to now think about these things and you're just trying to decide where you go from here and where you go from here is to go and get your other two cups go and finish off the life that you want to build for yourself like go and get your two cups go and get the things that fulfill you but make sure that you just keep your your wits about you so that's what it is in terms of that was a very long wind winded way of spirit getting me to talk about acceptance that sometimes you accept the situations as they are and then from there you can make the decisions on what to do next and also you've got to accept certain aspects of you that you might feel ashamed of or like, you know, whatever that might be, even the shameful feelings that maybe you don't want to say to people like, oh, actually, I resent this person for doing this and I'm trying my hardest to, for, for, you know, to forgive them. But I feel like I was hard done by. And so, you know, I just don't see it for them right now. That's OK, too. But you've got to go in search of how you can make peace within yourself so that you don't carry that sort of resentment around with you. But first, you've got to accept that the resentment is there. You've got to accept the fact that, you know, you know what? No, I feel like I was done dirty. Um, Yeah. So anyway, I pray that that resonates with you. That was um the message for this week. And I thank Spirit for really bringing that forward. Anyway, cool. OK, so let's get to share your magnificence. So someone kicking a can down the road i can like actually hear it through my microphone bloody bermondsey i bet it's a four-year-old as well because you know like the four-year-olds in bermondsey they're wild they'll like they're wild they'll just get rude they scare me man all the people in bermondsey scare me no matter how much they try to do gentry 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 gentrification gentrification even then you see some of them and you're like, rah, I, I do not want to fuck with you, boy. I do not want to piss you off. Um, anyway, share your magnificence. So, um, my share your magnificence this week goes out to Quajo. Quajo, um, basically their name is at, at Quajo housing on Twitter. Um, 
I just think that the work that you're doing is brilliant. There's this article that was written in September that says the 22 year old who took on a housing giant and won, Kwajo Tweneboa, 22 at the time, shamed Europe's biggest housing um, association into carrying out repairs. Um, As a new report claims dilapidated housing is killing some of the most vulnerable people, a 22-year-old student has become an unlikely champion for social housing tenants, shaming Clarion, Europe's biggest housing association, into action. Um, I can't believe, no, I can't let people live in squalor, says Squajo, um, says Quajo. Burn with a burning passion in his voice as he details some of the appalling living conditions he has uncovered in the past four months. Houses are being overrun by mice, cockroaches and rats in some cases. Light streaming with water, asbestos ceilings completely broken or covered in black mould. Of Clarion, he says, I don't know what they're waiting for. Is it for someone to die in one of these properties? The Good Home Inquiry, published by the charity Centre for Aging Better, um, says the consequences of poor quality housing include more falls and trips in the home, excessive cold or overheating, respiratory diseases. Official figures show at least 4.1 million homes in England are substandard, but the researchers say this is probably an underestimate as successive governments have focused on building new homes rather than improving existing stock. The researchers also quote environmental think tank E3G's calculation that in 2018, 17,000 people died across the UK in homes that were either too cold or too hot. The inquiry wants ministers to bring in um, bring in an enhanced good home standard with a good home agency in every local authority, giving people access to all the information they need to improve their homes. Um, in May, that was last year, May 2021, Kwajo and his two sisters were living on the Eastfields estate in South London in a flat at the time, um, in a flat which at the time had no ceiling in the main room, mouldy walls and infestation of vermin, water streaming through light fittings and asbestos. For 18 months, Kwajo had repeatedly asked Clarion for repairs, but his calls went unanswered. As a last resort, he posted a thread of pictures on the of the squalid flat on Twitter I was horrified, embarrassed and disgraced. I felt backed into a corner, he remembers. As well as struggling to make his housing association listen, Kwajo, a business studies student at De Montfort University in Leicester, was trying to process the death of his father. He had died uh, in January 2020 following a cancer diagnosis and had spent his last few days being cared for by nurses in the flat, feeding him through a tube through his stomach in a place that was infested with cockroaches, mice, rats, asbestos everywhere. It made a bad experience much worse. Clarion Housing Group is uh, Europe's largest housing association responsible for housing of um, responsible for housing more than 350,000 people. It has grown by acquiring council houses from local authorities around um, across England, as well as building new homes, often by regenerating aging estates. Stung into action by Quajo's public shaman, uh, Clarion has repaired the flat Spurred on by huge support for his uh, Twitter posts, Quajo set his sights on helping other tenants less skilled in their use of social media and more nervous of speaking out. He put leaflets through all 463 doors on the Eastfield estate, a 1970s built uh, warren of mainly three story flats in Mitcham. Within minutes, his phone started pinging with messages and has rarely stopped since. He has become the focal point for Clarion residents, not just on this estate, but across England. 
with people telling and showing him in great detail the appalling conditions they live in and the refusal of the housing association to engage some of them have been complaining for longer than i've been alive says quajo uh the good home inquiry calculated that um of homes which fail to meet the government's official decent home standard half a million are in the social housing sector and 1.1 million are in the private rented sector 2.6 million are owner occupied Ooh. it says here david Orr, who used to run the national housing federation uh, and who chaired the inquiry suggests one solution could be home improvement grants or loans for over um, for owner occupiers on low incomes if government if government is to provide a grant the right thing to do is to allow government to take a charge on that property and at that point um and at the point which it's sold the money comes back he argues i don't know what he's talking about um lendology a not-for-profit lender in the west country provides low-cost loans to house owners in 18 council estates since the 2005 it has lent 17 million pounds and says its loan default the amount not repaid is less than a tenth of one percent okay um public shamed by coincidence mr Orr, who also chairs clarion housing association that's why i knew what he was saying was wayward um when i put him when i put to him the concerns that quajo and other residents had raised about their homes he apologized we have been publicly shamed by the quality of some of our homes we took our we took our eye off the ball um, the homes are part of a major regeneration project and because we've seen we've been focusing on the regeneration we've been less concerned about the quality of the homes on a day-to-day basis we got that wrong and have taken huge steps to change it we will fix it quajo's flat is now adorned by his own artwork including a large pro- portrait of Meghan markle he hopes to be an artist but first he wants to change his community he smiles and his eyes moisten slightly when i ask him what his father who moved to london from ghana um would make of his campaign as kids we saw how hard he fought for five years just to get a place the ball was always in their court the council the housing association and and they would abuse that the power they have over residents it wasn't until the ball switched courts that we got the house fixed finally he would be at peace that was very long but i had to read that piece and there's been more things written written about quadro since and two slaps on your chest baby boy because you know at such a i would say young age at such a young age taking on these housing giants to get them to do better is incredible like i see him tweeting and i repost as much as i can because you know it's not easy it's not easy to be doing all of that stuff and to be persevering and to just wanting he could have easily stopped like oh you know when um he got his place fixed and be like all right cool i'm done out here but no he was like, no, I want to help more people live, in, you know, be in better living condi- um, conditions. And it reminds me of when my nephew uh, was at his flat with his mum and a ceiling fell out or fell through. Oh, no, he was out when it happened. But, you know, the ceiling fell through and it fell right above where he would usually be sitting playing his games on the sofa in the living room. Why is this happening? That's my whole thing. How is it that it's possible for these things to be happening but the government is chopping and chopping and chopping money that they cannot account for yet people are living in such horrible situations how are we accepting this to be reality it does not have to be like this i'm truly disgusted 
I'm truly disgusted. And I've refrained so much from saying it, but somebody needs to slap Boris's face, slap his face, slap Rishi Sunak, slap Preeti Patel, slap Dominic Raab, or whatever they call him, slap them all, slap them, like clap them in their face, like slap, slap them. Because how can you let this happen to people? And then, then you're writing off, you're writing off debts for different people here and there. And then you turn around to us. Let me not even get into it now because I'm going to get into it on So You Mad. But you're turning around to us, telling us that we need to pay more national insurance. We need to pay this. We are, we just have to accept that our energy bills are going to go up. Meanwhile, you lot are chopping money and chopping money and people are just living in horrible conditions. And if you just gave up some of your money, people, nearly everyone, in fact, absolutely everyone could live in better conditions. There's no reason why anybody even should be experiencing homelessness. There is no reason why any of these things are happening other than greed, greed, xenophobia, um, classism, racism, all of the things, isms, ableism, all of that stuff, homophobia, transphobia, like just there are so many things, so many, so many like bigoted ma- like manners of thinking that means that people are ostracized and then have and they have nowhere to live. There is no reason why anybody should shouldn't have a roof over their heads and shouldn't have like warmth when they want it and coolness when they want it, food, education. There is no reason why people shouldn't have these things. And like, what is happening? how how is this real life nah i i just think it's fucking wild and so i think it's absolutely beautiful that quadro was like you know what i'm going to i'm going to help and as much as we can we need to support him in helping other people i i just it makes me sad that in the last you know months of his dad's life it was spent like in a flat with cockroaches and mice and mold and nobody needs to be living in those conditions nobody needs to leave this earth to transition to another plane another dimension having experienced such like like ah like being demeaned in such a way it it really blows my mind but quadro really really well done on the work that you're doing if you want to follow quadro it's quadro k-w-a-j-o um housing h-o-u-s-i-n-g quadro housing on twitter and um, instagram to just show quadro some love for doing what needs to be done um and i wish that other people would do it so he could focus on his art and just being a baby boy um but you know you are appreciated for what you've what you are doing anyway let's big up the first of this week's show sponsors who are skillshare and we'll then jump into so you mad This podcast is sponsored by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Skillshare can help you to make 2022 a year of new learning, growth and connection through creativity. I, for one, um, I mean, I'm... I should really be persisting on the things that I said I'd be doing, but you know me, I'm just out here playing my guitar here, going BJJ there, anything that I can do to kind of like grow um, in various ways. That's kind of what I'm, um, you know, that's kind of what I'm focused on. But I know that in terms of Skillshare, they do offer you like various courses that you can take. um, Yeah. Various courses that you can take that you'll find really enjoyable. 
one of the courses that looks really good is portrait photography shoot and edit instagram worthy shots with jessica cobasi so yeah like you've just got numerous things that you can choose from um in terms of things to do and i think that what's great about it is that like you can just do it at your own pace like nobody's coming to flog you if you know you can't do it on the usual night that you would do it like you take your time and you grow as you deem it you know as you deem it suitable so whether you're a dabbler or a pro a hobbyist or a master you're creative discover what you can make with with classes at for every skill level experience real improvement with hands-on projects and classes designed for real life so um, explore your creativity at skillshare.com forward slash straws and get a one month free trial that's s-k-i-l-l-s-h-a-r-e.com slash straws so you can get your one month free trial um and live your best life with skillshare anyway let's get to so you mad so after bigging up Quajo, you know one mixed race man doing what needs to be done in the community we're now going to talk about another mixed race person that is not doing what needs to be done for the community in fact they're being very very wayward yep that's right you guessed it we'll be talking about tandy newton tandy way newton now the reason because i know that <laughs> people were tweeting like oh i don't know whether tandy way is going to end up in um straw of the week or whether she's going to end up in so you mad I feel like she's got a lot going on, which is why I didn't want to put her in straw of the week. At the same time, what she's done does need to be addressed. Um, hence, so you mad. You know, I try to offer people grace and the way that she's been behaving. Um, yeah, I just, I wonder if there are other things going on, but you can't just go on Sky News and tell fucking lies. That's one one thing you can't do. Now, that's not to refute somebody else's um, lived experience, but at the same time, you are still fucking lying so let's let's just be clear about that um what am i talking about well there's a film that um tandy way is in uh it's called president a film by camilla nielsen it says here she's in this film and um they're promoting it i, I guess at the moment and yeah i think that's the film that we're talking about or is it another one but she keeps basically she keeps putting her foot in her mouth um she referred to zimbabwe as our ex-colony at one point and just she's given off the vibe that she she very much has rather um colonialist views that she hasn't ever or that she hasn't sat to um acknowledge and yeah it's it is it's just worrying um yeah so she's promoting her film she's doing what she's doing and she was asked about you know upon promoting the film she's talking about you know the challenge of the no sorry i said president no the the film that she's actually promoting president is another whole thing that's going on there um the film that she's actually promoting is called god's country uh so god's country was actually it says here that it's about um a grieving black professor who confronts two white hunters on her property during um well the, during the course of the film it says here god's country is based on author james lee burke's short story winter light however burke's lead character in the book is an older white man rather than a black woman um tandy way an emmy winning actor 49 years old said that she was hesitant to portray the character over fears that she wasn't dark-skinned enough for the part at the same time saying that god's country had helped her heal as a black woman and overcome prejudices 
Uh, she said here, my internalized prejudice was stopping me from feeling like I could play this role when it's precisely that prejudice that I've received, she said. Um, so I'm going to stop there because I want you to understand that the part, the, the character that she's pr playing was initially a white man. So why the fuck were we brought into it? Why the fuck were women who are darker than Tandy Wayne Newton? Why the fuck were we brought into it when actually the character that you are playing is a white man? So it never had anything to do the fuck to do with us in the first place. Why do you need to be dark skinned to play him? Like basically, if you just want to rant, if you just want to say stuff that's been building up on your chest and it's been building up in your left breast from ages, say that. But don't try and make it out like, oh, you know, they said I wasn't dark enough to play this role. What the fuck do you mean if the role was actually a, a, about a white man initially? How dark do you need to be? Oh, so but they're saying I'm not black enough. I just feel like some of you biracial. She's a biracial girl living in a rainbow world. She's a biracial. Some of you biracial girls need to really stop this nonsense of oh, they said I'm not black enough. Like, I understand that that is like a genuine concern and that there is rhetoric about that, that's about. But sometimes the way that it's used can only be deemed as being weaponized because more time, the, the mixed race girls that I knew growing up, they didn't, they, I don't remember anyone saying that to them that you weren't black, you weren't this, you weren't that. Everyone was just together. So I don't, I just, it's a lot. Anyway, Let's start with the first clip that went viral. When you're keeping in mind the fact that what you're keeping in mind, the fact that this character was initially going to be what was initially about a white man anyway, had nothing the fuck to do with us. And then they're interviewing her about this and how she felt taking on the role. Oh, I didn't feel like I was black enough. And then it all went left from there. Um, yeah, let me see if I can play this. Hold on. I've wanted so desperately to apologize every day to, to, to darker skinned actresses to say, I'm sorry that I'm joked, I'm the one chosen. My mama looks like you. And at, and at this point she's crying. She's just on screen crying and her parting's crooked. My mom looks like you and she crying some more and her parting's crooked again. It's been very painful to have women that look like my mum. Feel like I'm not representing them. That I'm taking from them. Taking their men. <laughs> taking their work. Taking their truth. I didn't mean to, you know. I'm just so annoyed by that because like when I first saw it, I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you on big, big news with a predominantly like white audience just talking shit? You are playing the role that was initially about a white man. They have now said a black woman can play it. As a black, um, as a biracial woman, yeah, we, you constitute as black, so fine. But you're now like, oh, I don't think that they specified in terms of skin tone what this particular character had to be because this particular character wasn't initially black or woman in the first place. So now why are you making it about something else? Like clearly you've got other things on your chest. 
and then now you're now you're spouting it here but then you're bringing people into taking their men you are with a white man you are with a white man that would be just as ludicrous of me to say like we are with white men what are you talking about what men have you taken no actually i've got to i'm taking taking people mad anyway um what men have you taken recently yeah what men have you taken recently so uh, it seems like there's this convoluted manner that she's talking in where yeah there is there is conversations no actually yeah let's go there are you saying dark-skinned men dark-skinned men don't belong to dark-skinned black women that dark-skinned black men do not belong to dark-skinned black women but you would expect some kind of solidarity some kind of empathy some kind of relation where it's just like oh we share the same skin tones things like that but what you're often finding is dark-skinned men being very very wild very very rude not all of them of course about darker-skinned black women when it's just like but you are also darker-skinned so that's clearly self-loathing and wanting to be with lighter-skinned women but you can't say taking your men because if you are in within blackness they're also your men too do you know what I mean? It, it was just a weird way to phrase it. Like she clearly sees herself as apart from everything. And then saying, you know, I didn't mean to, you know, like she basically said, we're all clapped. She basically said that she's a gorgeous girl, a gorgeous girl. And we're vexed because she's pink and we're not like. It's just a very, very white woman thing to do. That is the best way to phrase it. Like, I've only seen this behavior exhibited in a public space as well as, you know, um, not so public spaces. I've only seen this sort of like meltdown from white women who don't want to acknowledge their uh, or be, um, they don't want to acknowledge their complicity in an oppressive dynamic. So instead they just cry. And what pisses me off about her crying is that it's not even good. It's not even good because I can see that it's not heartfelt. It's not even good crying. The, the tears are thin. The tears are thin not even giving them there was no snot no nothing just dry and then you just came on tv like that and your your parting is just crooked that tells me you got no real black people are in and around you to to set you straight literally set that parting straight damn taking their men i've only seen you with like what brad pitt and this person that but i I don't remember maybe she's been with black men i don't really remember but i don't know what men it's like she was just absorbing lots of critique and then wiling out and saying like oh this is what i feel so i thought that that video was already bad enough and i it's to some extent i found it really funny because i'm just like you don't need to be doing all of what you're doing right now and also i don't like the way that sometimes things like this are phrased like i took this from you i'm taking your jobs i'm taking your this and i'm taking your that and it's like you do know that we get man like you do know that we're buff honestly truly like be aware take time take time so I thought that, yeah, like I said, I thought that that was bad enough, not realizing that actually, no, no, the the interview was longer after the crying, the interview was longer and she continued to move mad. So let's see if I can get this one up. I think that any women of color who, whether they're pale or whatever, who've managed to help other actors you know get into this business 
we, you know, we, we, we matter. I was worried about my light skinness because my light skinness has been more problematic than being black, is being light skinned, has been way more problematic than being black in my life, literally. I was black in England, I mean, dark skinned. And so then I went to America and I was dark skinned. I thought I was dark skinned and I would describe myself as dark skinned. It's like, you're light skinned. And suddenly I was someone that, you know, you for being light skinned. I got more prejudice from black people. I didn't understand. I literally didn't understand. I thought, you're my brethren, what's happening? So interestingly, I now realize that my, like, internalized prejudice was stopping me from feeling like I could play this role when it's precisely that prejudice that I've received. It doesn't matter that it's from African-American women more than anyone else, it doesn't matter. I received prejudice. Anyone who's received oppression and prejudice feels this character, right? So it's actually, I love the fact that I overcame that. And it was these guys going, you're the one, you're the one. Jesus is Lord. Now, the thing you need to understand is that I don't like when um, sometimes African-American people, specifically African-American women, go to flog some of you British girls. But I full on understand if they tear you a new asshole, because what the fuck are you saying? In England, I was like black. I was dark skinned. What the fuck are you? Why are you lying? Why are you lying? In England, you were, I was black. She was saying it like she was the she was the tar on the ground. What are you talking about? You liar. Maybe in the shires, wherever you were living, wherever you were, maybe on Land's End, wherever the fuck you were, maybe, maybe you were the blackest thing that they saw there. But that's in and of itself, that's a lie because you told us that my mama looks like my mama looks like you. My mama looks like you. So you've seen darker than yourself, and you're saying that in England I was black, I was dark skin. I need some of you light skin girls to stop fucking lying. You will open your mouth, you will write books and say that colorism isn't an issue. What we should be focusing upon is text hair texturism. You're a liar and you're a vagabond and you're a thief. How dare you? colorism you don't want it to be a thing because you don't ever want to acknowledge that actually you do have privilege you have relative privilege you don't want to acknowledge it i'm not saying that they don't call you an ignog i'm not saying that like we saw how megan markle was treated in britain we saw it but the fact of the matter is that you need to understand that megan markle would have been treated even worse she wouldn't even have made it to being able to marry harry oh that rhymed she would not have made it to that point if she would even if she was just a teeny bit darker she would not have made it there if she couldn't straighten her hair to the extent that she can straighten her hair let megan show up one day and her hair is in its natural curls and watch everything melt the fuck down so you know that there are so many things at play yet you want to act so ignorant in in england i was like black i was like dark skin you fucking liar that means that you have no black friends and that means that you were so happy to be taking all of the roles that you were chopping and chopping and chopping in england till you went to america and they said to you whoa there horsey whoa there horsey and they said to you nah let's just get this straight what is happening here is colorism and the thing is i do understand that in the uk the racism is so insidious it's so suffocating it's so stifling it's so terrible it's so dangerous because 
we are silenced so aggressively all of the time as women who call out racism as women who call out colorism we're silenced so aggressively all of the time that these conversations aren't allowed to get as as mainstream as they need to be you've got full-on rappers talking about they want they want a lighty they want a lighty they want a lighty then the moment you mention colorism they're like no what do you mean can't have man have preferences can't man have preferences as if preferences aren't informed by our societal um you know conditioning like what are you talking about and while we're on the subject it's going to sound so petty but it really pisses me off right that so many light-skinned biracial girls now are doing their hair in braids like everywhere you look they're doing their hair in braids not less braids whatever whatever they're doing their hair in braids and they're still able to go about doing their jobs but darker skinned black women they can't do the same thing and keep rocking up to their workplace some people can but they don't have the ease to just rock their hair anyhow but you can if ever since the black square summer of 2020 you all want to do your braids now and i'm not saying don't like you're not you can't have access to the braids i'm just saying that it's the fact that now you want to do it and it's cool and you can do that but dark-skinned black girls they do that and they're maybe not getting dates maybe they're not getting jobs it's different for them but you have these you know you have these privileges but you want to turn around and go that they're not there of course they're there because now you feel like you you can speak out about your blackness while still being able to uh, enjoy the privileges of your proximity to whiteness and i just need in 2022 for people to start telling the fucking truth book deal here book deal there film roll here film roll there but when people call you out on it and just say hey but do you know like for instance storm from the x-men she's depicted in the in the comics as a dark-skinned woman so why is it that we've had Halle Berry and that other light-skinned South African girl as the ones who are playing her? We need to see a storm. We need to see justice done for storm. We need that. So there are so many instances where rightfully darker-skinned black women have been like, this is unfair, like Zoe Saldana playing Nina Simone. What business did Zoe Saldana have playing Nina Simone? What business? from the moment you have to put a prosthetic nose on her and then blacking her up she had no business being there and yet she still wanted to be wrong and strong about no well you know it's about bringing out the essence of the character no because there were darker skinned actresses who could have played that role and and would have bossed it but they didn't go for them they went for you even though that think about how ludicrous that is they went for you as a light-skinned black woman or whatever and um, they would prefer knowing that under the blackening that they've done of you that you are still a light-skinned woman they would prefer that than to actually cast a darker-skinned black woman and you were complicit in that and you were smiling and you were happy i don't even want to get into half of a yellow sun because even then i was just like what is going on here with the casting so many things happening so many things not making sense but you wanted to really get on sky news talking about oh in england i was like black i was like dark-skinned no that means that you were not really ever engaging with black women and that's why you could say something so absurd and then cola booth or whatever they call her tried to come at me mad when i said like even think about the mammification of dark-skinned black women right how the first thing she went for is like oh but my mama looks like you okay so that's all that's that's where you've relegated us to as as women who are darker than you my mum looks like you that's where it ends for you 
that and so because you, we look like you're a maternal figure that you know we don't have any right to ever critique you on anything but even see how in that instance you're drawing away from whatever agency sensual um, sensuality wise that one could one could possess Yes, okay, it is a fact that your mum looks like us, but notice that you said, my mama looks like you, and you didn't say, I've got friends, I've got this, I've got that. It stopped at your mum. That is where it stopped for you. And then you want to reach for that when you know that you've been moving mad. There was no accountability there whatsoever. And I know that it's a lot to process. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel like I'm grateful that there are so many like um, biracial women who follow me on socials because they were talking up the things they were like nah she's trying it because from a young age we know we are we are taught that we are better than dark-skinned people we we know that and we have to be the ones to do the unlearning and i said on twitter that i find it weird that we could see this behavior from her because i only kind of see these sorts of meltdowns and wild behavior from biracial women who have white mums and it's got to be said because they go, they, they have their white mothers. So they practice white womanhood so intimately. And then they go out in the world and try to execute the things um, that they have practiced only to be shown, oh, you're not quite wi- um, right. Um, you know, you're not quite white to be doing that thing that you're doing there. So some of them will now go and infiltrate black spaces and they start moving mad. there, trying to exert the, the power that they did not have in certain white spaces. They now want to exert that power in the spaces for black people while still turning around and going but you said i'm not black enough no 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 they have no problem with your blackness it's the fact that you're a cunt you're a cunt that's what they have a problem with and i just wish that people would tell the truth more you probably weren't ostracized because you weren't black enough right unlikely that that was the case it was probably because you were moving mad and you were exhibiting behavior that was oppressive and that you'd learned from the white parent that you had, as well as the um, the black parent that probably internalized those white supremacist ideologies too. And this is why I've always said for years, and even when people are like trying to pull up tweets for me um, of me and going, oh, but you said there's nothing to boast about if you're with a white person, but you're with a white person. Exactly. And I stand by my fucking point, you prick. There's nothing better than me or the next person because my partner is white and i'm not i will ah i will die first before my son thinks that oh they have some kind of one-upmanship on the world because they have some kind of proximity to whiteness like they will understand the intricacies and the nuances of what whiteness has done in this life and is capable of continuing to do in this life lest we change the dynamics that we are all living under like that is my responsibility that is my duty and i take it on wholeheartedly right so i don't get how she was able to do that but someone was like oh you know what she'll have white aunties she'll have this she'll have that but no i still believe that it's from her mother for someone to move that mad and have no concept of black womanhood whatsoever even though their mother is a black woman that tells me that your black mom no disrespect your your mom is wild your mom is a wild you your mom's wild because Ooh, well the power of colonialism eh the power of colonialism because people are just doing the most outrageous things and i i just want to be careful and mindful because i know that being biracial but specifically biracial when you're um you've got a black parent and you've got a white parent can be something that's so difficult to navigate i get that but in navigating that don't leave the truth behind because a lot of you 
are not telling the truth but big up those of you who are big up those of you who are doing the work and it's tedious and it's mind-numbing at times because you just sometimes just want to enjoy the fucking things that you've achieved and you don't want someone to now come and be like oh but you know that they gave that to you because you're like fucking hell like but I am kind of sick at what I do at the same time so can I not be sick at what I do and just get credit for that like I understand that it must be frustrating because it's just like as hard as you work you you can't seem to escape the fact that sometimes without you even quote-unquote activating it the privilege still comes into action because of that proximity to whiteness or because of that you know kind of like ambiguity that some people have that racial ambiguity that people enjoy when it comes to um you know biracial people or mixed race people or whatever um but yeah I just find it so upsetting because in all of that she very much centered herself as this victim and that african-american women were just horrible to her but also take into account the history the history of black america like people being like having to stand next to brown paper bags to deem whether they would be able to even get housing to be able to see whether they would even um have jobs things like that like it's not just you they were focused on colorism is a thing and at least they're having the conversation in america in a way that we are not having the conversation in the uk because every time we try to have the conversation one stupid motherfucker will be like oh look at these dark-skinned girls being bitter being bitter all over again and yeah it just makes it hard to to move forward and i i really hope that there are people around um tandiway who can pull her close and whisper in her ear like don't fucking do that again do you hear me don't fucking do that again do not ever go and disgrace us in a way that you disgraced us on tv don't you ever if they ask you to do an interview you say i'm not available do you hear me do you hear me good talking about oh i i'm i'm sorry that i'm the one that's chosen i'm the one that's chosen okay neo mixed race matrix take it easy now rah anyway i've got a letter here before we move on he says morning kalechi i hope you're well i've just recently found your podcast and i just wish i found it sooner it's amazing everything happens at the right time and as it should so i'm happy i found you in 2022 oh hey very new seeing your posts about tandy newton today and her perspective of people seeing all mixed race people as black reminded me of some things i've experienced i'd love for you to read I'm a mixed race female, mid twenties in the UK. My boyfriend is white. One time I was at his mother's house and his sister told me when she first found out her brother was um, bringing home a mixed race girl, she thought it was going to be one of those black girls that she'd have to fight. But when she met me, I was the whitest mixed race girl she'd ever met. So it's cool. That comment does something to me. Even now, one year on, race discussions and black history are so important to me and I felt so defensive angry and shocked at the time and tried to educate her straight away I saw how she had linked black women to aggression and confrontation but I could see how because I'm mixed race light-skinned and with a white mum she accepted me all of those racist negative associations she had in her mind she let go of and didn't appeal to me and didn't um, apply to me I think that was going to say and didn't apply to me because of my whiteness in her racist racist eyes i was allowed a seat at their dinner table now imagine if i was black what reaction would i have gotten then 
I think this is an example of the privilege and acceptance that light-skinned mixed-race people experience. Racists do see whiteness and they will think because you are part white that it's okay to talk shit about black people in front of you. Like you've said, you've got to be quick to see microaggressions and be able to jump on them when they come because racist people are sly. I'm still learning to be better at this. His mother, who has had many black boyfriends, has said the N-word three times in front of me once and um, and has taken out her fake Jamaican hat with dreads at her birthday party and started trying to speak patois and sing along to reggae. A pattern they don't see... Um, a pattern they don't see me as being black so they think it's acceptable i'm struggling to navigate these experiences i'm going to therapy soon i've brought it up to my boyfriend so much and tried to have discussions about race and history that now he thinks i talk about it too much he worries about how i'm going to blow the fuck up when his family say something again i do wonder how long i can do this for i can only see his family on birthdays and special occasions i really don't want to mix with them um, any more than i have to Thinking to the future, how could I bring a child into this world knowing his family are like this? I don't feel a part of that family and I actually don't fucking want to be. I love my boyfriend, but now I feel like I can't even speak my mind anymore. I don't know if this is make or break. If you're reading this and I'm way off the mark and need to go back and do some reading, please tell me. I'm bound to experience these types of situations again. Nonetheless, I appreciate you reading this and I want to say thank you for your podcast and shining your light. Take care. Thank you, baby girl. Thank you, baby girl. Okay. Um, you're going to have to break up with him, baby. Sorry to say. You're going to have to break up with him. I know it's probably not what you want to hear. But you deserve so much better. You deserve so much better. There are loads. I was I was about to lie. God forgive me, but there are, there are men. I was going to say there are loads of men out there who can who will understand where you're coming from. But that's a lie. There are men out there who, as you grow, you will gravitate towards who have a better understanding of all these things happening than your current boyfriend has. Because where I would where I would say firm it, and where I would say persist, and where I would say you know keep going di- diligently and stuff is if you said to me, but you know what, my boyfriend gets it, and he sees how wild his um, his sister and his mama, he sees it, and together you know we're trying to deal with it. Or when they start saying wild things, he steps you know he steps in for me and speaks up on my behalf, and he tells them that what they're saying is, is inappropriate. While that still would not be an ideal situation, at least you have his support. Whereas he now thinks that you're talking about it too much because when he got with you, he just wanted to like you've you're a mixed race girl, you're a light skinned girl with a white mum. As far as he's concerned, what business do you have talking about the things that are happening to black women? Because he does not consider like he does not consider you to be black. He considers you to basically be a, a tanned white girl. You know, even if you went and got your braids from time to time, he still considers you to be a tanned white girl you know, having features that aren't quite white. And, you know, so that is, you know, in a way he's, it's that kind of exotification of you that he's attracted to. Now, when you're trying to pull him into reality and saying, but no, I have a black parent, right? And so I am linked to black experiences in, you know, many ways. Even if I'm not a dark skinned black woman, I am still linked in, in many ways. And if he can't accept that as part of you, then, you know, you, you have to be very wary. And it's interesting because I, I was thinking about children when you, 
got to the point in your email where you mentioned it do you want to be at the point where you're having one freaky freaky night and then you find out that then you're pregnant and you don't want to you know you want to continue with the pregnancy this is the family that you're bringing the child into these nasty nasty horrible people are the people that you'll be bringing a child in and around the child that you bring into the world should you want to do that deserves better than this fucking idiotic family and his sister's lucky because me i'll smash her head on the dinner table i'll tell you that now i mean i say that i wouldn't nowadays i have to think about the fact that whenever i have these kind of like violent um you know daydreams i can't actually do much these days because you've got something to you've got things to lose you've got to think about your career you've got to think about your future um but i can still imagine it you know i can still imagine it it turns me on um but no honestly that one she needs to get punched in her face oh, I thought you were the kind of black girl that I was going to have to fight. Who could you fight? Who could you fight before I wrap, before I wrap your spindly hair around my hand? Who, who, who are you going to fight? You better behave yourself. Honestly, behave yourself. Because what will happen is that pale chicken breast that's sitting on the dinner table will get stuffed in your eyeball to just, just be aware of that immediately. Behave yourself. Haven't washed a single leg a day of your life, but you want to fight a black girl. Just by the sheer motion of washcloth and squatting for bucket baths, I can promise you, your head would get crushed. And then the mother going to, that's what gets me. So wait, his mum, his white mum, he's white, sister's white. Um, but yet their mum has dated black men. There's a connection there that I'm trying to make. And it's something along the lines of how usually black men when they get into relationships with white women not all the time because i do know some guys who are with white women and they for what i can see very healthy lovely relationships but when some of these black guys are getting with white women they don't even the bar is in hell they don't even care if this woman is a raging racist they do not give a fuck as long as pink, um, pink pussy aguan they're good like they do not give a fuck there has to be a baseline there has to be some deal breakers surely surely it has to be the 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 hat with the with the with the locks on it surely no wow gonna need you to want better for yourselves because what we've got now are many many white women running around taking children to a primary school shouting brooke brooke get your black ass over here do you get do you hear me michaela Michaela, can you hear me calling you, little nigger bitch? No, we don't. We don't need any more. We don't need any more of that. So please, please use sense. Have some standards. You know, date whoever you want to date. That's not my business. Clearly, I, I can't be one to talk. But I'm saying that there has to be standards, right? There has to be standards because otherwise you're putting future children in harm's way. So don't you don't have to rush to break up with him and i feel like the tarot this week it does relate to you in the sense that you haven't failed by 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 walking away from the relationship but you do need to be in a relationship where the the entirety of your personhood can be respected and none of them motherfuckers currently the three the three characters that you've mentioned in your life right now none of them motherfuckers are respecting you and so for that reason you need to be like away from them take your time because it's not easy and i know that you love him but you know 
love, true love doesn't hurt. And right now you're in pain. So just consider that. Okay. So, well, that's that bit for So You Mad. I feel like I went on on that So You Mad for quite a while. That particular subject. What else have I got for So You Mad? Um, well, congratulations to Rihanna. Congratulations to Rihanna. She announced her pregnancy. Very, very happy for her. Rihanna's going to have a baby um, with uh, that man who said that, what is it, dark-skinned girls shouldn't be wearing red lipstick or... You know, the rite of passage that men claim that they must go through in insulting darker skinned black women, whatever that means, you know, but, you know, Rihanna wants him. So Rihanna's doing what Rihanna's doing, you know, but um, very interesting choice of partner. But as long as she's happy, as far as who she fucks doesn't make me come. So do what she wants. But I'm happy for her that she's, you know, going through this very very beautiful um moment in her life and i wish her a safe pregnancy and um birthing and all of that stuff um i'm sure it'll be wonderful and i loved um seeing her the announcement where they're out in the snow and she's wearing a pink like puffer or jacket like a long puffer jacket with her belly exposed and like lots of gold jewelry around the belly and her jeans and i thought you know what only our bayesian queen only our Bayesian queen will have her tummy out in the snow, just out there. She said, let me give you something new to work with because we are so tired of that floral backdrop and the gold crown and the gold dangly danglies. Let's do something different. Cultural innovator. I said, Guan Gyal, like Guan sis, do what you're doing. So yeah, all beauty all around. Beauty all around. And um, I love it for her. Very glad that that's a thing um and you know good luck with that man um what else do we have so we've got here um oh i saw this earlier what is this let's bring this up okay so mercedes johnson is a woman that she works for a company um in recruitment and she came online on facebook i think it was uh whether it's facebook or linkedin facebook i think it was and she wrote her name is mercedes s johnson she wrote I just offered a candidate $85,000 for a job that had a budget of $130,000. I offered her that because that's what she asked for. And personally, I don't have the bandwidth to give lessons on salary negotiation. Here's the lesson. Always ask for the salary you want slash deserve. No matter how large you think it might be, you never know how much money a company has to work with. And... I just thought, what, what is wrong with some of you people? Why are you so nasty? Why are you so mean? Instead of being the person that goes, oh, you you asked for 85K, so this is what you're going to get. Why wouldn't you be the person that's like, you asked for 85K, but sis, between me and you, I hope you understand that this company wanted to pay you 130K. Like, why don't you be the bearer of good news? Why are you, so why are you, some of you, like, as black women, you get into positions and then you start being the gatekeepers that you swore that you hated. You start behaving like the very gatekeepers that we're trying to get rid of. Why are you so nasty? Why are you such a bitch? Wow. 130K. Even if you wanted to be that person that's like, oh, look, I saved the company so much money. She asked for 85. You could have said to her, you know what? I'll do you one better. How about 100K? You've still saved them 130K. I'm oh, sorry. You've still saved them 30K. 
But some of you treat the purse strings of your companies like it's your father's money. So you'll have a budget for something and then you'll try to get the, the maximum out of paying the minimum. And God will punish you for that because that is very, very cheeky behavior. Especially you lot that work at those kind of like pub, um, PR companies and those um, media um, media agencies. You'll reach out to black influencers. You'll probably have a budget of, let's say, for each influencer, maybe you've got a budget of, I don't know, 100K. The white influencer, you'll say to them, oh, you know, what's your thing? They'll, you know, they'll say what their price is. You're not really going to try and knock that down. But before you email the black influencer, you've already said to her, oh, well, the budget we have is limited. You didn't say that to the white influencer, though. So you were happy to receive the, the quote that they would give you, even if they didn't go to the top of the, the amount that you had available in terms of budget. You didn't give them a limit. But the black person, you've already told them, oh, but we've got a limited budget, though. Nobody, nobody should come to me in 2022 telling me that, oh, you know, we've got limited budget. So da, 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 and da, 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 da. I'm not available. Limited budget where? Do you know that you're in the presence of greatness? Let's all behave ourselves immediately expeditiously let's do what needs to be done let's do the needful anyway um she got interviewed by huffington post huff post and um she said um that as a freelance talent acquisition specialist she did not feel empowered to share the salary budget with the candidate and has been let go from her role with the company due to her viral post i posted to my personal facebook i was facebook to encourage people around their worth i never imagined it would leave my personal page she said with this particular candidate, I did what company, um, what the company required and I was let go. Johnson said that she already has another job lined up, lined up in recruiting, but declined to elaborate. Yeah, maybe recruiting demons um, for Satan, but any other job outside of that, I don't know about it. And so I'm glad that happened to her. Good for you. Good for you. That's what you deserve because you, some of you really think that you're doing bits when you're just being harsh and you're being mean people. So you're forgetting that Facebook, any of these social media sites, right? All of these social networks, it doesn't matter. Something can start on your page and it can end up elsewhere immediately. Screenshot as a mechanism is so real. No matter what you're posting in close friends, this, that, this, that, this, that. All somebody needs to do is take a screenshot and it's out there. So even if you think that you've really locked down a space so you can share something private, understand that it can leave that space at any time because not everybody that you think is your boy is your boy. Not everyone that you think is your homie is your homie. Get get that through your skulls. And especially when you try to be a stupid, rude, raggedy bitch, talking about, oh, well, you know, she asked for 85, so I gave her 85. Who are you? Who are you giving people lessons? And now look at that. Now you don't have a job. Oh, I was doing what the company required of me. Why do you want to be a minion? The company told you that they had a budget of 130. So that means that you could have played all the way up till about 120. If you really wanted to go back to them and say, oh, look, I saved you a little something. You could have still gone back to them with something, but you didn't know. No, you wanted to do extra. So now they don't want to be associated with you. And so you see when you do clownery, the clown does in fact come back to bite. And that's where you found yourself. Good for you. Nah, good for you. Next time you'll know what goes around comes around. Um, 
Also in So You Mad, Rishi Sunak has told us that our um, heating bills are going up. And he said, well, you know, that's your problem. You know, that's your problem to deal with. National insurance is also going up. Yet he's writing off millions for, you know, banks and um, all these people that did all the fraud with the bounce back loans. All of that's been written off. But he's telling us that we're going to get... our energy bills are going to go up likely by about 700 pounds, right? But we're going to get a rebate of 200 pounds that we will then pay back. So I don't know if he knows what rebate means, or maybe I don't know. But the fact is, he said he called it like a rebate loan. And so it's just like calling something like wet fire. Like, what what are you talking about? They're they're different things. So we'll get this 200... um, pound whatever um relief but then have to pay it back in 40 quid incrementally or whatever to to you know to gradually to pay it off everything or instrumentally to pay off the um the 200 pounds but the the energy spike is by 700 pounds so what's 200 pounds doing and it's 200 pounds that we still need to pay back i just feel like the tory government are taking people for absolute mugs absolute mugs and they knew that they could they know that they can do that because why they knew that you voted for them out of hatred they know that they're only in power because you people voted out of nastiness and so that is why you're getting exactly what you voted for it's just a shame because then the rest of us have to be suffering here with you and some of you black people you black conservatives that you know really wanted to show yourself and allude to the fact that you voted for boris and all of those things i hope you understand that it will never ever be well with you never ever be well with you even if right now you think oh you're getting certain deals and you're getting this and you're getting that last last you'll suffer last last you'll suffer eventually because you can't be doing bad mind things and not expect bad mind things to eventually make its way back to you or make their way back to you you were sitting there online talking about oh not voting for labor we don't all have to vote for labor we're not sheep we're not sheep and now your mum will be freezing in her yard now your mum will have to eat the ebba while it's piping hot she'll have to eat the ebba and the panda jam while it's piping hot so it can warm up her insides because she can't dare to turn on the radiator because you and your stupid way of voting because oh no i don't want to be taxed on certain things my g you're earning 24 grand a year it was not you that you should you you were doing the work of people that you had no business doing the work for i'm not disputing that maybe at some point you would be on that 200k salary that you're screaming up and down about carrying your louis vuitton wash back up and down up and down i'm not disputing that but the fact of the matter is that right now at the time that you were voting you weren't on that 200k but you wanted to do the devil's bidding and now look at that your mum has to wear five socks and her thermals and wrap herself in her shawl and then wear a scarf and then wear her hair bonnet on top of that she has to wear glasses and she doesn't even need glasses just to keep her eyeballs warm because she can't dare to turn on that radiator because you decided to vote vote like a fucking mug disgusting and also fuck you rishi sunak fuck you all of the tory government fuck you lot fuck you lot abundantly many fucks fuck you all um and then last but not least, um, the Queen uh, is busy doing things that nobody really asked her to do. She wrote a letter regarding her 70-year reign. Um, it says here, in a message marking the 70th anniversary of her reign, the Queen said it was her sincere wish that Camilla, blow my back, um, blow my back out balls, um, would have the title 
of Queen, whatever. The Queen is uh, the first British monarch to celebrate a platinum jubilee. She's spending her day privately on the Sandringham estate with national celebrations to be held in June. The Queen's reign began when she was 25 years old following the death of her father, uh, George VI, on 6th of February 1952. The monarch said that 70 years on, the day is one she remembers as much um, as much for the death of my father, King George VI, as for the start of my reign. The 95-year-old said in a written message to the nation, I would like to express my thanks to you all for your support. I remain eternally grateful for and humbled by the loyalty and affection that you continue to give me. The Jubilee is the monarch's uh, first um, without the Duke of Edinburgh, um, her husband of 73 years who died last year. <laughs> she reflected on how much she had gained from support given unselfishly by Prince Philip and thanked the goodwill um, shown to her by all of the nationalities, faiths and ages in this country. During her reign, she has been she has seen 14 British prime ministers occupy number 10. Prime Minister Boris Johnson um, posted on Twitter, I pay tribute to her many years of service and look forward to coming together as a country to celebrate her historic reign in the summer. Former Prime Ministers Theresa May and David Cameron also expressed their gratitude to the monarch. Well, okay, let's get into the letter that she mentioned, um, Camilla Blow My Back Out. That's what I'm calling her. Camilla Mantif. Uh, where is it? Tomorrow, 6th February, marks the 70th anniversary of my accession in 1952. It is a day that, after 70, even after 70 years, I still remember so much for the death of my father, King George VI, as for the start of my reign. As we mark this anniversary, it gives me pleasure to renew to you the pledge I gave in 1947, that my life will always be devoted to your service. As I look ahead with a sense of hope and optimism to the year of my Platinum Jubilee, I am reminded of how much we can be thankful for. These last seven decades have seen extraordinary progress socially, technologically and culturally that have benefited us all. And I am confident that the future will offer similar opportunities to us and especially to the younger generations in the United Kingdom and throughout the Commonwealth. I am fortunate to have had the steadfast and loving support of my family. I was blessed that Prince Philip, that in Prince Philip, I had a partner willing to carry out the role of consort and unselfishly make the sacrifices that go with it. I'd like to pause there. What sacrifices did Prince Philip make? Open his will immediately. Open his will. Because I want to see what sacrifices he made. Like he didn't have side chick. Like he didn't have side children. I mean, I don't know. Allegedly, open the will then. Why is it locked for 90 years after you die? Open the will so we can see how selfish... Stop. Mm. Anyway, let me carry on. It is a role I saw my own mother perform during my father's reign. This anniversary also affords me a time to reflect on the goodwill shown to me by people of all nationalities, faiths and ages in this country and around the world over these years. I would like to express my thanks to you all for your support. I remain eternally grateful 
and humbled by the loyalty and affection that you continue to give me. And when, in the fullness of my time, my son Charles becomes king, I know you will give him and his wife Camilla the same support that you have given me. And it is my sincere wish that when that time comes, Camilla will be known as Queen Consort as she continues her own loyal service. And so, as I look forward to continuing to serve you with all my heart, I hope this jubilee will bring together families and friends, neighbours and communities, after some difficult times for so many of us, in order to enjoy the celebrations and to reflect on the positive developments in our day-to-day lives that, so, that have so happily coincided with my reign. Yours faithfully, she didn't write yours faithfully, but I was going to say yours faithfully, Elizabeth Vagina. Yeah, I said vagina, not Regina. Anyway, I will do no such thing. I will do no such thing. Camilla will be known as what? Queen Con- you can you can know Camilla as Queen Consort. I will say, hey Camilla, hey maid. I see you got your maid outfit on like you always do. Acknowledge Camilla where? Acknowledge, we're even talking about acknowledge Camilla where? Well, do you think Charles is even going to be acknowledged that you're telling us that we need to acknowledge Camilla? <laughs> Nobody is acknowledging any more fucking thing, okay, Elizabeth? Nobody. If we see them in that palace, if we see them stand on any balcony, all we'll say is, How did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. Elizabeth died just five nights ago. We said no, no. No monarchy's supposed to be here. Sorry, that was highly inappropriate. Anyway, nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. And again, I could, you know, I don't keep up with being watching the news like that. Has anyone seen Elizabeth since that CGI Christmas message? Has anybody seen her? Because my tinfoil hat is on and I just don't know if she's truly with us. Because it's very convenient that this letter, why? I mean, I know that she's 95. So of course people are thinking about these things, but I need proof of life. I really do because telling it's almost like we're being prepped that any day now is going to be like and with um it is with great sadness that we announce that look i'm not wishing bad upon the girl i'm not wishing bad upon lilibet all i'm saying is that it seems like we're being prepped for something and all i'm saying is that nobody wants charles and it's funny because what is it a previous monarch had to abdicate when they were going to marry someone who had already been married previously or whatever but we should accept camilla i will accept camilla when all of you pack yourselves and get the fuck out you don't we don't need we don't need monarchs all of you pack your load and get to going like people like oh i said i tweeted something about his lackluster clap for the uh, clapping for the nhs like that man hasn't got energy he's been outrunning his parental duties all of his life you think that now he wants to be the parent to a country he couldn't be the parent to two men you want him to be a parent to the country let's all be serious now let us all be serious imagine queen consort camilla <laughs> queen mantif camilla i don't think so oh but she was with him first then they should have figured that out they should have figured that out and left Diana out of it. 
I'm going to be vexed forever about that. Princess City Girl Diana. Nah, RIP. RIP, my G, Princess D. Anyway, that's enough of that. Let me big up the second of this week's show sponsors who are ExpressVPN. This podcast is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Okay, so like I said to you before, ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. But I must stress to you that you can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. There is no reason why you man should be sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting for Abbott Elementary to come on UK TV when you could just get ExpressVPN and be enjoying like I am. Now that so many of us are stuck at home or it's only a matter of time until you run out of stuff, um, you know, basically you run out of stuff to watch. Um, so this whole week I've been using ExpressVPN to watch, like I said, Abbott Elementary and Living My Life. Um, it's so simple to do. I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to the US and refresh um, whatever site I'm trying to use and boom, bada bing, it's there. ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want the sites to think that you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. If you love anime, you can use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and watch Spirited Way or, you know, whatever the new girls are watching. Uh, But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. So Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason that I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is that it's ridiculously fast um, and there's never any buffering or any wild lags. Um, And you can stream in HD with no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with your devices. That's your phones, your media consoles, your smart TVs, and many, many more. So you can watch what you want to on your personal device or on the big screen, wherever you are. If you use the special link expressvpn.com slash straws, that's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash straws, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want and protect yourself with ExpressVPN. That's expressvpn.com slash straws. Now let's get to Start Your Motors. So I'm bringing Start Your Motors back in here and there because we are, as you see, we're now in February. February. We're in February and we are inching ever closer to the start of the 2022 F1 season. So before that, we're going to have testing and we're going to have um, all the car reveals as well that are happening um, gradually. So the first car reveal to have taken place is with Haas. They've now shown us their car. And I just think it's interesting because where is Haas getting the money from to have, a, you know, another season? You man earned zero points. Nil point. Nil point in the last season but you've come back again you have the audacity the temerity the goal to return for another season and you have the cheek to be revealing a car first well of course you'd reveal a car because i don't know how much you've even done to it at this point you can reveal a a can of baked beans really and it would still have the same effect on me being the first to reveal what your car is going to be for 2022 following the new um, regulations from the fia is one thing actually sport um, like getting points scoring points that's a different ballpark altogether that's a different racetrack altogether isn't it well 
let's see how they do because with these new regulations they claim that it's meant to give us closer racing so basically taking away the advantage that maybe red bull or mercedes could have over the other teams but again you have to have top top engineers and of course they've also got the spending caps as well so they're really trying to make it so there isn't such a disparity in the you know in the quality of the cars which allows people to race more closely but i want to see how that's going to look in real life so has thank you for revealing your car where everyone's okay though everyone's completely fine um let's just see what everybody else has to offer so um do we have a date for the red bull i think we've got a date for the red bull reveal now i think we are just waiting on two other cars I know that, um, I think, when is it? I think Mercedes won. I think I mentioned when Mercedes won is happening. Let me just double check. Let's see what we've got here. So, yeah. So, we know that Red Bull's the 9th of Feb. Aston Martin is the 10th of Feb. McLaren is revealing their car the 11th of Feb. Um, Alpha Tauri is revealing their car 14th of Feb. Ferrari's revealing their car 17th of Feb, Mercedes is 18th of Feb, Alpine is 21st of Feb, Alfa Romeo is 22nd, uh, 27th of Feb, and um, well, has, has they've revealed theirs now, and the only people we're waiting, or the only team we're waiting for is Williams. So I think it's interesting that Haas didn't even kind of like give a heads up and give a specific date, they just went, oh, here's our car, there you go. So yeah i guess that they they're just wanting to get on with it so let's see how they do anyway i'm very interested in how all of this is going to you know how all of this is going to play out um it's it's going to be an interesting season for the fact that also lewis hamilton's now back online because you know he came offline or he didn't post anything and deleted all um, he unfollowed everybody on his page when the fuckery happened at abu dhabi um and now he's back he posted on um he posted on saturday saturday 5th of february he posted and it's funny because i think it was on 25th or something of january i tweeted that mars has just entered lewis's third house of communications etc so i feel like he'll be back very soon but with venus being retrograde there as well I feel like he's going to come back and he's not going to address what happened. He's literally just going to post or post about the season starting and keep it moving. He's just not going to get into all of that pasa pasa, um, all that mix up and blend blend. He's not doing it. And you know what? Cool. And just as I said, because please respect a Jew like me, he in fact did come back soon after I said it, almost a week after I said it. And, um, he posted a picture of himself at the Grand Canyon and wrote, I was gone, but now I'm back. And I thought, you know what? Keep it simple. Just keep it simple. And it's interesting that it's the Grand Canyon. And if you think about how the red rocks of the Grand Canyon and you think about Mars and it's Mars, the planet Mars moving into his third house of communication that, and that's like mass communication as well, that then he did that. You know, I feel like the same way... T- 2016 times I didn't ever really consider myself a writer yet here I am writing writing I really feel like at some point I'm going to just once I've got all of my bits all of my ducks in a row I'm gonna just pack all of this in and um you know social media all of that pack all of that in and just focus on learning as much as I can about astrology 
about Yoruba cosmology, about tarot, and just be in that world, be in that zone, because I know that I've managed to get all the things that I need to have a comfortable life. And then I'll just focus on the children's home and focus on my astrology and maybe, you know, making um, my own short films, feature films there, just doing what I want to do. That's the goal, you know, that's the goal to just mind my business, look after the world in my way that I, you know, in the way that I've been called to do and expand my knowledge as much as possible in the um, metaphysical aspects of our existence. Because when I get it, baby, I get it right. When I get it, baby, I get it right. And I just loved that confirmation, basically, um, seeing that. In other news, also, Sky has partnered with Lewis Hamilton's foundation, Mission 44, um, to do big things. Here we go. It says here, Sky announces partnership with Lewis Hamilton's charitable foundation, Mission 44. Sky donates um, over £1 million to Lewis Hamilton's foundation as part of a £30 million commitment to tackle systemic racism. Mission 44 aims to support, champion and empower young people from undeserved, um, underserved, was it? Yeah, underserved groups in the UK to succeed by narrowing, um, narrowing opportunity gaps. Sky has announced a two-year partnership with Lewis Hamilton's charitable foundation to address the disproportionately high rate of school exclusions amongst black students in the UK. The partnership with Mission 44, which was launched by Formula One's seven-time world champion in July last year, forms part of Sky's £30 million commitment towards tackling systemic racism and will see the foundation receive over £1 million during the two-year period. Um, Mission 44 aims to build a more inclusive education system to empower more young people from underserved um, communities and to support progression into key sectors and professions. Understanding and addressing issues that lead to young people being excluded from school is really important to me, said Hamilton, who has been striving to improve diversity in F1 and beyond. Having experienced unfair exclusions during my time at school, I understand how upsetting and stressful it can be. When we launched Mission 44 last year, implementing initiatives such as these was a personal priority and I'm grateful to have the support of Sky to help Mission 44 take action. Through this partnership, I hope we can deliver meaningful change by arming schools with the proper strategies to support and empower young black students instead of giving up on them. Research from Mission 44 shows that black Caribbean students are 2.5 times more likely to be permanently excluded compared to their white counterparts. Sky par- Sky's partnership with Mission 44 includes initiatives aimed at tackling the issue, including preventing exclusions grants, grant funding for multi-academy trusts, to invest in interventions that reduce school exclusion rates, scaling impact grants, which are um, grants that um, provide funding to support high potential or high impact interventions that prevent exclusions or improve trajectories of excluded students. Um, The included research project, a research project to amplify the voices of a group of excluded students to discover what they, what support they need to achieve positive outcomes and early career insight program, an early career insight program led by Sky to provide information, advice and guidance on opportunities in the broadband and telecommunications industry for students at risk of exclusion and students already excluded from mainstream education. These initiatives build upon findings from the Hamilton Commission report, which was published in July last year and found that behaviour management practices within the UK schools were disproportionately targeting black students and having an impact on their educational journey. 
We are passionate about tackling racial injustice and welcome the opportunity to partner with Sir Lewis Hamilton and Mission 44 to champion empower and empower young people, says Dana Strong, Sky Group CEO. We hope our partnership will support Mission 44's work to improve the experience of black pupils and support them to succeed at school and beyond. Um, Mission 44 CEO Jason Arthur said preventing school exclusions is a is an issue of social justice excluded students often must contend with a a range of complex social and economic challenges such as poverty racism and mental ill health that cause them to face both disadvantage and discrimination in our education system i'm delighted that mission 44 will be working with sky to transform the lives of some of the most vulnerable learners in our education system um Sky's £30 million commitment to make a difference in communities impacted by racism and use the power of its voice and platform to highlight racial justice has already created a fund specifically to support black business founders in the UK. Sky has also funded a three-year partnership with Kick It Out to drive inclusion in football and make it easier for football fans to report discrimination. Sky, Sky, are you hearing me? Are you listening to me? If there's anybody that's combating racism in the way that i'm combating it through this podcast show me them immediately give me 30 million pounds before i open my eyes i better see the cut of i better see a cut of that money find its way to me immediately thanks so much because i'm i'm doing the lord's work at this point truly honestly deeply but no honestly no jokes aside i think that that's amazing i think that that's an amazing thing to do and i think that that is an example of an organization a corporation taking what they have like forget like let's put aside like certain stakeholders that we might have issues with and just think about the fact that 30 million is a lot and you're putting it solely towards the things that you know that impacts black people you're supporting black businesses all of that i think it's wonderful and we're calling it specifically racism not trying to convolute the terms and make it something else we're calling the thing what the thing is i fully support that and i think it's amazing that um mission 44 is doing this with sky they've got the things that they're doing with teach first I think it can you know it's something that still needs a lot of time to grow i feel like mission 44 has a lot a lot a lot of growing to do in terms of like carving out its identity but i definitely think that they're on the right path and and partnering with people who can make that growth um possible so big up yourselves um after all of that let's get to straw of the week i believe aka suck your mum the only straw of the week I have this week, surprise, surprise, goes out to the police. This time it's the police in America. Hashtag justice for Amir Locke. So Amir was um, asleep on his sofa. He was asleep on the sofa, um, wrapped up in a, you know, in, you know, a throw, just chilling, only to um, have the police break into the apartment. They didn't knock. So he wakes up disorientated and they basically shoot him within nine seconds of entering the apartment. Now, the initial statement that these raggedy Minneapolis police officers put out um, after the shooting happened before the body cam image was released was the following. February 2nd, 2022, Minneapolis. At um, at approximately 6.48 a.m., the Minneapolis police SWAT team was executing a warrant for the St. Paul Police Department Homicide Unit on the 1100 block of Market Avenue South. Officers gained entry to the target apartment on the seventh floor, loudly and repeatedly announced their presence, 
crossed the threshold of the apartment and advanced with continued loud announcements of their presence. Approximately nine seconds into the entry, officers encountered a male who was armed with a handgun pointed in the direction of officers. At one point, shots were fired and the adult male suspect was struck. Officers immediately provided emergency aid and carried the suspect down the lobby to meet paramedics. The suspect was transported to Hennepin County uh, Medical Center where he died. Now, I need you to understand that every motherfucking word that they wrote there was a fucking lie. They did not announce. They did not knock. They didn't. They was. They used the no knock policy. They. They did not knock. They entered in and immediately guns pointed at this um, at Amir lying down. And Amir was not even a person that they were looking for. So the fact that they would release a press statement and they called him a suspect. Fuck you. Fuck you. You fucking pieces of shit. You horrible. Absolutely fucking cunts. You pricks suspect and this is my thing this is about this is my whole thing about why we need alternative news sources and why i'm so dedicated to doing this podcast because we need to make sure that the the information gets out there as to the way that authorities skew information so as to um, play with the public's um, already like a public that's already predisposed to bias, right? You play with their perception and you tell them things like, oh yeah, well, he was the suspect. So in their mind, they're like, rah, well, he was the suspect and it was a homicide or um, it was a homicide thing. So they did what needed to be done. And then you said that he had a handgun. He didn't have anything. He was wrapped in a fucking duvet lying on the sofa are sleeping and you like i'm going to jump i'm going to be fucking out of my mind with fear and rage to just be woken up out of my slumber and see bear man standing around me pointing guns at my face are you fucking mad oh my god and i i refused to share the body cam image but i watched it and it was heartbreaking it was heartbreaking in the way that we know that we still do not have justice for for Breonna Taylor. It was heartbreaking in the way that I know that the, that Sandra Bland was killed by police, and I believe that she was killed even before they took her mugshot, because that mugshot has always haunt, like haunted me. And so to then see like they're not even they're not even saying that they'll stop doing this no knock um policy thing as police. They're not even saying that they're going to stop it. They were just like, oh well, our bad. But don't we have a problem with the fact that they put out a statement and they lied in every fucking line. They lied in every line. And the body cam image that they knew was going to come out eventually one way or another showed that they were lying. Like, whoo. It says here, body cams show us almost everything that the MPD told us about Amir Locke's killing is a lie. The officers snuck into the apartment, did not announce themselves, surprised him. He did not aim a weapon at officers. The shots fired were, of course, from them. Also, he was not a suspect. Um, This is how they described George Floyd's killing. This is a cultural and institutional problem, one that is tearing, tearing the city apart, because also this is where George Floyd was killed as well. One that is tearing the city apart and one that our leaders have been too scared to fix or even acknowledge um yeah so may 25th 2020 minneapolis again this is what the police wrote in their statement after they killed george floyd it says on monday evening shortly after 8 p.m officers from the minneapolis police department responded to the three um 3700 block um, of chicago avenue south on a report of a forgery in process 
in progress. Officers were advised that the suspect was sitting on top of a blue car and appeared to be under the influence. Two officers arrived and located the suspect, a male believed to be in his 40s, in his car. He was ordered to step from his car. After he got out, he physically resisted officers. Officers were able to get the suspect into handcuffs and noted he appeared to be suffering medical distress. Officers called for an ambulance. He was transported to Hennepin um, County Medical Center by ambulance where he died a short time after. At no time were weapons of any type um, type used by anyone involved in this incident. The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension has been called to investigate this incident at the request of the Minneapolis Police Department. No officers were injured in the incident. Body-worn cameras were on and activated during this incident. The geo number associated with this case is 20140629. And that was about the George Floyd killing. Remember, Listen to what they just said there. And these motherfuckers, Derek Chauvin had his knee on, on um, George Floyd's neck for nine minutes. And they wrote that, oh, he just happened to be in medical distress. May you all burn in the pits of hell, you absolute fuckers. There is a big problem here. The time between Locke opening his eyes to find himself surrounded by shouting armed men and Locke being shot to death was under two seconds. It's nightmarish and it's entirely the product of city leaders failing to make obvious police reforms out of fear and opportunism. What reforms can be made at this point? And this is what I'm saying when people like Will Smith and, and Obama and all of these people stretch their long foreheads to be saying, oh, we shouldn't be using terms like defund the police. It's unhelpful. Like, what do you mean? We should be talking about reform. You can't reform this. Can you hear me? You cannot reform this because the in what it was intended to do it is, is what it is doing. The only thing you can do is abolish it because it, you can never change it. You can't reform something that was set to do this sole thing. At its very foundation, it will continue to do the thing that it was created to do. So the only thing you can do is abolish it. So all this talk of reform, say the thing that you need to say. They get so much funding. The police forces across America, I feel like across every imperial state, as far as I'm concerned, get so much funding. And that funding just goes towards disproportionately oppressing and antagonizing marginalized communities. How is that fair? How is that okay? Oh, I'm just glad that that body cam image was available to show that they're lying. And my heart goes out to all the people who have been harmed by police, harmed by authorities, and there is no body cam image. There's no person filming from across the street. There's none of that. And we just have to take their word for it while they just go about just murdering people at their own whim, knowing that the state that they're doing it on behalf of will congratulate them. Suck all your mothers suck your mothers for an eternity and i hope you choke and pass out and you never open your eyes again you absolute pieces of shit anyway that's that for this week's episode of sym thank you all so much for selling out the live show i cannot wait to see you in april i can't wait to see the outfits i can't wait to see you all looking bang you get me i don't know what i'm gonna wear I don't, but I will figure it out. But I'm very much looking forward to sharing a space with you all. I will be making an announcement of who the host, the slash the MC of the night will be very, very shortly. So look out for that. Um, and that's that, my G's. I'm sending you all the love. Um, I appreciate your support and your embracing of me so much like you are everything and i pray that the same way that you show me love is the way that that love is shown back to you and reflected back to you a thousandfold and you can follow me on at kolechnikov at say your mind pod you can join us on patreon.com forward slash kolechnikov and um yeah i guess that's it 
you know, take care of yourselves and I will catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long trots You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind